0: what is going on guys i am paul ryan your host of the not atb fantasy show if you're new to the show thank you for joining us and to our regular listeners welcome back with me as always is the best co-host in the world and creator of the Piskin papers website dave Pickskin papers hartman dave how are you
1: i'm doing well paul um I'm a little sad that the football season's over. Um, Uh, Don't remind me. I'm not going to make this about anything but football. I'm obviously, like most of the country, shocked that there was a shooting at the parade, which Mm. is horrible, and we don't have to get into that. But um, that's pretty awful and uh, a recurring problem. But anyway, um, I enjoyed the Super Bowl, and uh, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's, uh, oh, your boy Butters Scotch is there. Um, <laughs> Butters, what's up, buddy? <laughs> um, congratulations to the Chiefs. You know, back-to-back Super Bowls, first team to do that in 20 years. Um, and three in five years, it's pretty amazing. It's uh, We talked about this on the show last week, kind of one dynasty ends and maybe another one begins. But we'll get into all that a little later. Um, how are you doing, Paul?
0: I'm good, sir. It's a, it's a little chilly here in Texas, just how I like it. You know, I'll take it over being hot. But, um, you know, this Texas weather is so unpredictable, man. It's like earlier today was close to 80, and then tonight it's probably in the low fifty. So well, that, that,
1: I, I, that, go ahead. I was just going to say that shows you the length of the football season because I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember getting on this show with you in the preseason when you guys had like a solid month of temperatures over 100 every single day. So here we are in February, that's how long the NFL season is, you know, 18 weeks plus, uh, right, you had 18 weeks plus four weeks of playoffs, plus the week in between the, uh, the uh, conference championships and the Super Bowl. So it, you know, 23 weeks. Yeah, thankfully for us, we get to talk about football for a lot of weeks. And then, you know, we're already into um, all the draft content you want, you can find it everywhere people doing mock drafts already um and it's only february the draft is still more than 2 months away so we talked about this last week the nfl really is king and you know this super bowl was the most watched um super bowl of them all meaning it was the most watched television program of all time and we could debate the reasons for that um but it was a it was a very hyped up game and it and we'll get into whether it lived up to the hype
0: Yes, we will, and you know, I think it's safe to say that it did, Dave. But before we get into it, where can we find you on X?
1: Yes, on uh, X, former Twitter, I am at Pigskin Papers, and my website, where I haven't written anything in about a month now, but um, hope oh, to wow. uh, hope to get hope to get something up fairly soon. Um, is sure. pigskinpapers.com. Where can people find you, Paul?
0: Yes, I am Paul Ryan. You can find me on X at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Well, Dave Super Bowl 58 is in the books and for the second time in its history, the big game went to overtime. Kyle Shanahan was on the losing end of both those. One is a coordinator and one as a head coach. He's also been on the losing end of three Super Bowls where his team had a lead of 10 points or more. Uh, this game started slow but got very exciting at the end. As for the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, They've added another chapter to the legend, and we can probably start talking about a dynasty. They've won back-to-back Super Bowls in three in the last five seasons. This wasn't the best team they've had or the best game they've played, but once again, their defense was very tough. Their special teams were special, and their offense made just enough plays. The 23-24 season is finally over, but we're just getting started, so let's get after it. Uh, Dave, this was the most watched Super Bowl in history, and it didn't disappoint as it gave us high drama to the very end. We both correctly picked the Chiefs, but it could have gone either way. What were your overall impressions of the game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good game, um, a very good game, a very good second half and overtime. You know, overtime, if the Super Bowl goes to overtime, that's kind of like the ultimate prize. And you think about these teams, um, you know, they've been at it since training camp and it all comes down um, to, to name the champion in the sport. And we all know how huge that is, how career changing it is for players and coaches and everyone else. And it all comes down to, you know, two possessions, basically, (laughs) you know, your offense gets one shot. I mean, it could be more than that, but the way it worked out, your offense gets one shot, your defense gets one shot, you know, in in some ways it kind of doesn't get any better than that. Um, it's a lot better than like penalty kicks, right? not as exciting as just like a, a sudden death in game seven of a Stanley Cup final, I don't think. Um, but, you know, you can't really ask for more as fans who are excited to watch the game. Um, were yeah. the Chiefs the best team in the NFL this year? I don't know. Um, they were the best at the end of the season, certainly. You know, they had struggles at different times this year. You, know, you think back to yeah. that little stretch where they got kind of like their butts kicked by Denver. And then, um, and then that Raider game, where you know, the Raiders didn't complete a pass after the first quarter and still beat them, but they they righted the ship at the right time. Um, and you know, the uh I think the 49ers in some ways probably played better than them in 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 some respects. Um, it seemed like they had the upper hand, but then they weren't up by that much, which. You know, you got to – you got the champ down. You got to kind of knock them out, and they didn't do yeah. that in the first half when they were kind of dominating time of possession and, you know, got out to a 10-point lead. So it was kind of a game that had a little bit of everything. You know, a couple of the biggest stars in the game, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Christian McCaffrey all showed up and had big games. Um, so I, I I don't know. You know, it's hard to say this wasn't a great game. It didn't always feel like it was being played like a great game. But in the end, yeah. when we look back at all the Super Bowls, only two have gone to overtime. So, um, you know, that makes this game pretty special. What did you think?
0: Well, Dave, I'll keep it pretty short and sweet here. My my expectations were exceeded yet again. I mean, the last game of the season definitely didn't disappoint. And it was it's interesting, it almost, I hate to use this term, but You look at the just the talent on both sides, it almost felt like a David versus Goliath. But you look at Patrick Mahomes
1: to see David or see Goliath, you know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, I think the 49ers have a better roster. Yeah, Um, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, I think they have more talent on their team. Oh,
0: definitely, no question Um, about that.
1: But talent, you know, having and but the Chiefs have talent and and they have the experience of winning these kind of games, so many of these games. You know, it's like you're down 10 points and you don't feel like they're in a bad place necessarily. Um, You know, you've seen it before with them. They just know how to hang around and uh, make their breaks and get stops and their, their defense. We'll, we'll talk about this more, but you know, their defense has been suffocating in the second halves of most of, of their playoff games. So anyway um, you know, speaking of the chiefs for the, Third straight game, um, they were underdogs, which is a little bit surprising and 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 came through with a win. Um, you know, did did it, it speaks to a little bit of what I was just saying, but did Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs just kind of feel inevitable to you, even when the 49ers built a 10-point lead in the first half? Um, and what does this win do for Andy Reid? You know, like his legacy, he's 64, 65 years old, and now he's one of only five coaches um, with three or more Super Bowls and shows no sign of slowing down. So did did it feel inevitable to you that the Chiefs were just going to find a way? You know, when the Chiefs
0: were down 10 and their offense was out of sync, we saw, you know, Mahomes missing throws. He threw that bad interception, like that overthrow, and then we saw Pacheco fumble the ball. I did think for a minute that maybe the 49ers might have figured something out but I never truly counted out Mahomes and Reed. As far as Reed goes, I mean, he joins a short and elite list of coaches who have won three Super Bowls and he's earned it. You, you gotta think about his time with the Eagles, where they went to four straight NFC championship games, of course, one Super Bowl and not winning it. But I mean, he, his resume is is stacked with success. Yeah. What about you, Dave?
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with, with what you said. I mean, I I had the Chiefs. And I had the under, and even when they were down ten, I kind of felt okay about it. Um, they just have a knack, and they've been here before. And like I said, they've just, you know, just won so many of these conference championship games and Super Bowls and other playoff games that um, it just felt like, you know, I, I expected, uh, I expected the comeback. Um, I right. actually didn't expect San Francisco to score that late touchdown. I almost kind of felt like they weren't going to score in the fourth quarter and it was going to be that kind of way the Chiefs were going to win. But um you know like I said they they really didn't play like the best team in the NFL for much of the season. You know, early in the year it was the Eagles and the 49ers, then it was the you know and the Dolphins, frankly. And then it was the, the Cowboys. And then it sort of was always the Ravens, you know. Yeah. Um, At different times this year, those were all the best teams in the NFL. The Chiefs, for all their success in recent years, they were never really the best team in the NFL at any point this season, except the last really, you know, three weeks with wins over the Bills, the Ravens, and the Niners. I mean, when you look at what they did, I mean, the Dolphins – In that cold weather game, fine. And Miami was kind of falling apart at the end of the season. But then after that, they go on the road. They beat the two seed in the AFC. They beat the one seed in the AFC, both on the road. And then on a neutral site, they beat the one seed in the NFC. So all credit to them. I mean, they beat the best. Um, So whether or not I think they were the best team doesn't matter. They they won the Super Bowl. (laughs) And they beat the best teams to do it. So you got to just tip your hat and say, they're the champs. They're the best team in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid found a way again. Well, Dave, I mentioned in the intro, Kyle Shanahan has been involved in some of the worst collapses in Super Bowl history. While this game wasn't necessarily a collapse, Shanahan is getting plenty of heat for this loss. Is that fair? What did you think of his coaching and his late-game decisions?
1: All right, well pull up a chair because I, I've I've been in a, a little bit of a of a war on X with different people because as soon as as soon as the overtime started and um Shanahan, the, the the 49ers won the toss and elected to get the ball first. I posted something on X saying, why would you ever do that? It's it's like volunteering to be the uh, the visiting team in, in extra innings in baseball but it's worse it's almost like you're giving the uh the other team four outs in the bottom of the 10th and you know most people agreed with me and, and and but there were people who pushed back and said you know that's not right because if it if it ends up being that the teams match scores in the first two possessions which could be them not scoring or both kicking field goals or both getting touchdowns where they only go for one yeah. or both go for two then you get the next possession and, and it's the start of sudden death. And to me, to me, this is kind of a no brainer that you it's like in, in college also or like I said, in baseball, you want to go last. You want to know what you need to tie or win. Um, and in a game where fourth down in, in a sort of neutral setting in your own territory isn't a down you're going to always use. You know, if you know what you need, you need a field goal or you need a touchdown. From the second you get the ball, you're using all four downs in your play calling, knowing you're using all four downs. And you know, if I'm making that decision, I'm making it based on the possessions I know are going to happen, which are the first two, not a potential third possession. I mean, your season's on the line, and it's the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, and and that was the reason Shanahan gave two reasons. He said. Um, that his defense was gassed, and I kind of don't buy that one because a lot of time passed. There was two kickoffs, a coin flip. You know, there was a good 10 minutes there um, for his defense to catch their breath. Um, And the other reason he gave is he said, you know, if we match scores, I want to be in the position where we get the ball first in what then becomes sudden death. And I've already addressed that. Um, The sad thing is I don't think he had thought about it honestly, like listening to him talk about it now and hearing his players say some of them didn't really understand the overtime rules fully, like the NFL's new overtime rules, like what happened at the end of the quarter if the the second team runs out of time. Yeah. Um, So, you know, with two weeks to prepare and an extra week with a bye week before the playoffs even started, I just don't think he thought about this and prepared for it. His comments kind of Make that clear. Whereas you you listen to the Chiefs talk and they said, well, yeah, we knew that if we won the toss, we had talked about this. We wanted to get the ball second. And they were even practicing extra two point conversion plays on the theory that if they did go second and the 49ers got a touchdown and kicked an extra point, that if they scored, they would go for two, which makes sense because you don't want to kick the ball away in sudden death where the other team just needs a field goal. So I, you know, I haven't even addressed how he coached the game. I thought he coached the game. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think he gave, I don't think he ran the ball enough in the second half, but generally speaking, um, it really wasn't until overtime that I, that I really questioned what he was doing. And I don't blame him for some of the luck they had in the game with fumbles and things like that. I also think that, you know, on that first drive in overtime, and I know I've been talking too long here but um never I Dave never I've got a lot of thoughts about this um that's the lawyer in you I don't think they should have kicked a field goal on fourth and four from the nine I wow, thought they should have yes. gone for it because if you don't yeah. get it the Chiefs are on the nine and now they're not using all four downs right away and maybe you can get a stop and and you really want to get a touchdown there you don't want to kick a field goal on that first possession of overtime if you can avoid it better than not scoring at all unless you can pin the other team really deep but it's just inviting the Chiefs to to easily get down the field using all four downs and then either kick a field goal or, or go for the touchdown so I thought he kind of compounded his mistake in overtime he's getting a lot of heat for all sorts of stuff mostly for history um but honestly I don't think he coached a bad game I just think he made some mistakes at the end that that you know kind of maybe showed a lack of preparedness what, what did you yeah, think i'll, I'll shut yeah. up now because i that was a, that was a 10 minute rant but i've been arguing with people on on x about this so i got all my all my talking points lined up because I, they've thrown everything at me yeah so I, well, what did you think What what do you think about shanahan and how he coached this game well,
0: Dave, this is a safe space, so feel free to vent anytime you need to, my friend. As far as Shanahan, you know, he he's just proven that he can't finish games for whatever reason. I don't know if he just outthinks himself or he just kind of panics when things aren't going his way. You know, you said quite a bit there. I don't really have too much to add, but, you know, kind of sticking with the second half here, not including in overtime, but in the second half up a touchdown, Shanahan gave his best player, best player and playmaker a whopping seven total touches. I felt like he got yeah. cute and overthought it, man. He he, deserve, he deserves a lot of blame for this loss.
1: All right. Well, that's fair. And, you know, that's his resume now. They're obviously not going to fire him, although they did fire their defensive coordinator today. But they're not going to fire him.
0: I didn't um, understand but, that move at all.
1: Yeah. No, their defense – well, we'll get into that. I mean, I yeah. think their defense played fine. Um, yeah. And especially their defense lost one of its best players early in the game. Um, what a
0: devastating – injury that was just the way it happened.
1: Oh yeah, running onto the field. I mean that's what I'm saying like they they just had some bad luck, like dumb luck in this game. Like that yeah. play where the punt hits the guy's foot, like you see that happen during the regular season. It's kind of nobody's fault. I mean, you're supposed to get away from the ball, but you don't always know where the punted ball is going to land and you're just trying to block someone and you're kind of running and the ball inadvertently hits your foot. I mean, that's just and that was a huge play in the game obviously i mean it gave the chiefs a short field and it's essentially a turnover um i saw somebody well, tweeting about that saying that the 49ers actually attempted
0: to block that punt which was a bad mistake in its own
1: oh i didn't even see that um yeah but anyway um let's uh we've um we've kind of exhausted the Kyle Shanahan stuff we can we can revisit it um but, you know, we were talking just about luck right there and kind of, you know, different things that happened during the game that, um, it, you know, that that just kind of went the Chiefs' way for the most part. I actually thought the refs did a good job of staying out of the way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not going to talk about the referees at all, really, I don't think. There were no controversial calls. I mean, it looked like Nick Bosa was getting mugged a few times and they didn't call holding. I'm sure there was some on Chris Jones and – George Carlloff Kar- does too but the refs kind of let him play. Yeah. Um, you know, the, so so the um we we often sort of saw this kind of thing with the Patriots when they were in the midst of their run that they would just kind of get more breaks than whoever they were playing against and you kind of wonder well do good teams make their own breaks or um did they just kind of get lucky? Um there were 7 either fumbles or loose balls in this game and the Chiefs re- recovered six of them so that you know kind of speaks to that um yeah you know w- what do you think like do great teams just make their own luck or did the Chiefs just get a little lucky with some of the bounces in this one
0: yeah i mean luck played a factor for sure but I, I, as we've always seen i mean the, the great teams do find ways do find ways to win games like this and that was the case this time too
1: yeah And if you're looking at like, you know, you're feeling bad for Kyle Shanahan, you know, he seems to have run into bad luck multiple times in his coaching career, including like, if you just think back to, I mean, you, if you look at the 49ers and how their season ended the last two years, it's brutal. You know, if you think about, I mean, I can't feel sorry for their fans. They have a great team. They've won five Super Bowls although they haven't won one in 30 years now, but like, Last year they they go to the NFC conference championship game and lose two quarterbacks in the game when they had already lost two quarterbacks during the regular season yeah. and they just can't mount an offense against Philly. I don't know if they would have won that game or not, but they kind of had no chance to win it without a quarterback. And then this year they have a 10 point lead and you know just things don't go their way and they and they lose in overtime. It's uh it's pretty brutal. Um yeah. you know, if if you think about it.
0: No, oh, it really is. It really is. Uh, Patrick Mahomes started slow, but but in the end was able to lead his team on a game-tying field goal drive at the end of regulation and a game-winning TD drive in overtime. Uh, he won his third Super Bowl MVP, and his resume is now the best for any quarterback in history at age 28. Given the state of the Chiefs wide receiver corps, where would you rank this performance, Dave?
1: I mean, if you look at the whole season, you got to rank it pretty high because – Yeah. I mean, they're they're the trio of Kadarius, Tony, Mikle, Hardman, and and MVS can lose you more games than it can win you in some ways. Like I was listening to one podcast that referred to them as the the three stooges with like the number (laughs) of balls they drop. And frankly, Rasheed Rice, who had a great season as a rookie, I think he had the most drops on the team. And you got an aging Travis Kelsey, and you know, McKinnon got hurt also. Um and Mahomes just kind of did enough during the season i mean it was statistically it was probably his worst season as a starter in fact i th- i know it was um he was like the number 8 or 9 qb in fantasy this year which for him is it's a terrible. bad year for him yeah, yeah it was a bad year for him but um you know he he made enough plays a- as usual he made some big plays with his legs like there was that one fourth that down fourth position, you know that was yeah. like the lead option keeper yeah. um and that, that was, was just a huge play and a great play by him like he saw what was there and i'm sure he audible to that um called his own number um or as soon as the as soon as he got the ball he called his own number right um so yeah i mean the legend just grows um i'll have some home stats a little later in the show, but. Um, Actually, I think Troy Aikman had three Super Bowls at a slightly younger age by like two months. Mm. Um, But I think the feeling and I'm curious what you think about this as a as a Cowboy fan. And I know you were like um, probably a very little kid when when Aikman got his three Super Bowls. Um, But that team was more of like a complete like everything about that team was really good. Um, You know, they had the best running back in the NFL. They had one of the best receivers in the NFL, one of the best tight ends, one of the best offensive lines and a great defense. And they weren't winning because of Aikman. Um, He was just a really good quarterback on a really good team, like kind of like Terry Bradshaw was in the 70s with the Steelers. Um, Whereas I think the Chiefs win because of Mahomes. You know, he's – is, is as much as any player on the team. He's the reason they win. So, I don't know. Did you did you get to see much of Troy Aikman when you were little?
0: No. Um, I, the first memory I have as a Cowboys fan was I remember just watching uh, the Cowboys beat the uh, Steelers in the Super Bowl. And I really, even at that age, I didn't understand what was going on. I just knew that we, you know, we won the Super Bowl. I didn't really start getting into football until the Cowboys were actually bad.
1: So ah, I've been, okay.
0: you know, I didn't get to experience the glory years too much.
1: All right. Well, I, I had a I always had a uh a little bit of a soft spot for Aikman because my first year at UCLA, um I went to graduate school there. Was yeah. his senior year there. Um and oh, he wow. was fantastic and they they got out to um they got out to like either an 8 and 0 or 9 and 0 start and then they and then they lost the big game to USC. Um mm. and it, it kind of all came down but like at one point they For a lot of that season, they were the number one ranked team in the country. And Aikman was like the Heisman favorite. And anyway, um, so I always I always like Troy Aikman and I like him as an announcer, too. But um, but he he actually had three Super Bowls at a slightly younger age than Mahomes. And I'm not sure how old Brady was when when they got their third. But anyway, um, it's just amazing what Mahomes has done in six years as a starter. I mean, it's truly incredible. Um, yeah it really is so uh moving on um we'll talk about the other QB in the game because um Mahomes obviously gets all the uh all the accolades and and, and another MVP but you know this game could have gone either way and the, the quarterback on the other side was making his first Super Bowl appearance um you know last player picked in the draft uh and and Kansas City's defense is not easy um you know they threw all kinds of blitzes and looks at him um but you know Purdy didn't turn the ball over and and overall acquitted himself pretty well only threw one touchdown um but was poised and you know made some big throws on that drive in the in the fourth quarter to to get the 49ers back on top um what did you what did you think of his performance overall I mean, you know, Purdy was great in my
0: eyes. I'm not sure what more he could ask for from someone playing in their first Super Bowl. I don't like that Shanahan played it safe in overtime and kicked the field goal, but instead of going for it on fourth down, we kind of touched on that earlier. Uh, but you know, I I do that. I beg that begs the question: Does that kind of hint at how he feels about Purdy in a sense?
1: Yeah, you know, he also had like Debo and Kittle kind of in and out of the lineup in the second half, um, with them both getting a little bit banged, kind of banged up. up. Yeah. Which, which speaks to yeah. your point of why they weren't running the ball more with those guys out of the game. I mean, that you know, the amazing guy was Juwan Jennings, and you called this. Wasn't he your uh, – <laughs> yeah, wasn't was he your – your No, actually, you know what? To look for?
0: That was a couple
1: of weeks ago. It was actually Kyle Juszczyk.
0: That was my guy this week. Ah. This well, week. you were
1: right. You were just a week. It's better to be uh, – what is it? It's better to be early than wrong, they say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jennings. Yeah, you know I, what? Juszczyk had a good game too, though, to be honest. He did.
1: He did. Do you think if if let's let's say the Chiefs came up short in that drive in the fourth quarter, do you think Jennings was the MVP or McCaffrey?
0: I still think it's McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, probably, but Jennings threw threw a touchdown and caught a touchdown. Yeah, that's true. To plays. I, I don't know. Well, we'll yeah, never, know. Be, that's, we'll never know. we'll never know.
0: Yeah, so uh sorry, uh, Prescott was asking if you were in our sleeper dynasty league. Unfortunately, no, Prescott he's not. Dave d- denied my request to, to join our dynasty league. I'm I'm friend.
1: scared of, I'm scared of dynasty leagues. I don't know that I have the time for them. Um, and I know they're time consuming. And I appreciate the offer, um, Prescott and Paul. Uh maybe yes, next sir. week.
0: Yeah, hopefully so. That'd be fun. Well, sticking with Kansas City's defense, they were a huge story this postseason uh, against four of the NFL's best offenses, Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, and San Francisco. They allowed a grand total of 63 points or less than 16 points per game. In the season, their average was right around there as well. Steve Spagnuolo now has four Super Bowl rings as a coordinator, the most ever. His defense is one of the youngest in the NFL. Are Spags and the Casey defense getting enough credit for what the team just pulled off, Dave?
1: I don't think they are, honestly, and and actually, their defense is not. It's their youngest in the NFL. That their defense averages something like twenty five years, nine months, and they're they're. It's only the second time that the youngest defense in the NFL has even gotten to a Super Bowl. The other one, I looked wow. this up today, was was the two thousand nine Colts. I mean, to me, that was the story of this Chiefs season. Is the way their defense um just completely shut down these elite offenses well not completely shut down but shut them down enough
0: especially mm-hmm.
1: that ravens game holding them to 10 points um but you know they uh they threw a lot of interesting looks at brock purdy um you know a lot of times when they got key stops they they either had Chris Jones just barreling up the middle, maybe with one blitzer, or they would send like McDuffie or, you know, one of the corners at him. Um, and, and there were some key plays, including the, the third, the third down in overtime when they had gotten inside the 10 yard line where Purdy had to throw it away. Cause he, there was an immediately, I think it was Chris Jones was in his face, Immediately, you know, they plays like that that stop drives, um, mm-hmm. they got them throughout the playoffs. Uh, and um, they've hit on, you know, look, they they've they've made some really good draft picks, they've hit on their the Chiefs. You gotta remember the Chiefs are always picking at the end of the first round, the yeah. end of every round. But you know, they got carloftis they got McDuffie, um, and a few other guys on that defense, uh They really hit on the fifth rounder.
0: I'm sorry. I think Pacheco was like a fifth or sixth rounder too. He was seventh. Seventh rounder. Um, Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, They've they've obviously, but but especially on their defense, they've drafted well. Yeah. You know, when you have a young defense, it's cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. Chris Jones is the only. You know, these teams met in the Super Bowl for only four years ago. Um, Chris Jones is the only starter. On Kansas City's defense, that was a starter on that other defense. Oh wow! Four years ago, so they've completely turned it over, mm-hmm. um, and Spagnola's brought it together. And I, I, I think they're the MVP, honestly, yeah. um, of the whole postseason for Kansas City. And I don't think they're getting. I don't think Spagnola and that defense are getting enough credit. What do you think?
0: Definitely not. I mean, they were getting a lot of credit during the season. But yeah, they deserve a lot, a lot more credit for what they've done this postseason, for
1: sure. I mean, Spagnolo winning four Super Bowls as a coordinator, that's, that's impressive. It's hard to do because coordinators, when they win Super Bowls, get head coaching jobs. Yeah. Um, which happened with him, and then he was not successful as a head coach. And a lot of times when they're not successful as a head coach, they don't go back to being a coordinator um, because it's a step down and it means they might not – be a head coach again now we just saw Arthur Smith do it so it's not like it never happens but yeah. you know Bill Belichick he's got 6 Super Bowls as a head coach people forget he's got 2 as a defensive coordinator with the Giants um yeah. it's usually one direction you know right. if you're an outstanding coordinator and that's exactly what Belichick was with the Giants you get a head coaching job and even if you fail in the first one like he did well he had mixed results in Cleveland you know, you've kind of stepped up, but in Spagnola's case, he's just better as a coordinator. Um, and he seems happy there. And, uh, maybe he'll get offered another head coaching job because of the way that, but, but it won't be now because all the, all the vacancies are filled and there's some bigger names still out there like Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Mike Vrabel, uh, that don't have jobs for this season. So, you know, we'll see, but, um, yeah, tremendous job by them. He'd be silly to leave Patrick Mahomes in that defense, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, Dave, uh, the, the 49ers defense really struggled against the Lions and Packers and had questionable effort in both games, but seemed to write the ship in this game, even with Drake Greenlaw going out in the first half. They definitely got tired at the end of the game, though. How do you rate their effort?
1: I, I said this earlier. I think their defense overall played well, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, that you know the last two drives were the. I mean, they at least they held the Chiefs to a field goal at the end of regulation. I mean, they could have lost the game right there. Yeah, Um, I do think they got tired at the end of the game. I think missing Greenlaw was was kind of a, um, a you know a big loss for them. And Kelsey had a big second half, and I think if they had had kind of both of their stud linebackers, because they did a good job on Travis Kelsey in the first half. And then he just kind of got loose. He ended up with the most catches and yards of any player in the game. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought Bosa had a really good game. He was in the backfield a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Armstead, Chase Young had a good, like the effort was better. Um, you know, there was that – Chase Young, there was that play a couple of weeks ago where they kind of like caught him on camera not trying, you know, not chasing someone. Um, you know, he he was in the backfield a lot. He played well uh their secondary played pretty well they got an interception um you know they none of the Chiefs receivers I mean they got two touchdowns but they didn't have a lot of catches and yards so I I thought they played well what did what did you think
0: no I mean they they played a hell of a game you know we we talked to we touched on it earlier I just I don't understand what Steve Wilkes did to deserve to get fired but I really was impressed by what they were able to do I mean holding um Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to three first half points man that's no easy feat
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they played well enough for the team to win. The 49ers usually don't score 22 points. You may remember my bold call last week was that the Chiefs were going to hold them to under 20. Um, And in regulation, uh, in regulation, they did. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, usually the 49ers, they probably averaged 26, 27 points a game this year and often scored in the 30s so you know the defense did their job i think um the offense just didn't score quite enough points i mean they kicked they kicked three field goals um you need a couple more to you know probably one more touchdown in there and they win yeah
0: definitely definitely
1: so um Before we move on to other topics, uh, we talked about Travis Kelsey, and he didn't score, but but as I said, he led all pass catchers in um, catches and yards, and had another huge uh, postseason game. Um, His shoving of Andy Reid aside, which got a lot of attention, was kind of a weird thing that happened. Um, Are we watching one of the best, like an all-time NFL great player? Do you think? You know
0: what's funny about the shove is I I didn't actually see the shove until I saw it on X, and I couldn't believe my eyes when I did see it. You know he yeah. he's lucky he got to play play after that. And I'm surprised he hasn't been fined by the team yet. Uh, that being said, yeah he, he's reaching goat territory. Uh, he's not there yet, but he's at least top three as as of today.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give you his career playoff numbers with Mahomes because he you know he played for a couple seasons and they made the playoffs before Mahomes became the starter but yeah um over the last six years 18 playoff games um so a little more than a full regular season but just barely right, right. Yeah. 142 catches 1600 yards 18 touchdowns sheesh i know isn't that crazy like that that is uh i mean you you have to look long and hard at at any player in the nfl who's put up better and more consistent numbers in the postseason at, you know, like skill position player, like running back or, or receiver tight end, um, than that guy has. So, you know, Mahomes knows where to look in the big spots and when he needs it most. Um, so before we move on to a few other topics related to the game, but less related to how the game was played and, and kind of breaking down what happened, um, any any final thoughts on the Super Bowl or on this season from you?
0: Now, I don't know what it is, Dave, but but the Chiefs dynasty is a lot more likable than the Patriots dynasty ever was for me. I would actively root for the Patriots to lose in Super Bowls, but I never feel that way when watching the Chiefs. What about you?
1: That's a good point. Um, I mean, I'm a Dolphin fan, so maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe if I was like a Bronco fan or a Raider fan or a Charger fan, I'd, I'd have a different answer for you. Um, and, and look, the chiefs knocked off Miami this year, actually beat them twice. I got no problem with them. I I find them easy to root for. Um, I was rooting for them in this game, although I really had no dog in the fight. Um, but I picked the chiefs, so I kind of wanted to be correct. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a more likable team. I agree. Um, you know, there was that one moment this year, like after the bills game where Mahomes kind of acted a little out of character for him. If you remember, he was kind of whiny and oh, yeah, he yeah. said something to Josh Allen about like, we would have won if it wasn't for that Kadarius Tony offside's call or whatever he said. But, you know, he's usually, I mean, he's a very likable player. Um, and and just speaking of Mahomes, um, so he's now 15 and three in the playoffs, which is crazy. Um, because two of those losses were in overtime. Also, two of them were to Brady, which is just kind of amusing because all the all the Patriot fans are getting defensive now <laughs> because people are starting to compare Mahomes to Brady, which isn't fair. Brady played into his 40s and Mahomes is 28. Let's right. just see where his career goes. Um, but uh, one other stat I'll give you about Mahomes, which, which might even be crazier than him being – 15 and three in the playoffs is he has started including playoffs 111 games for the chiefs. They've only lost four of those games by more than one score. So mm. they're you know in one score being eight points, not seven. um they're Still, like in though. every they're like in every game with him, you know and and it's not just him. I mean, they've got a good team, they've got great coaching. Um, they've mostly had a good defense um, while he's been there, uh, but yeah, isn't that crazy? Like only four times have they lost by more than a score when he has started, um, and that's across more than a hundred games. So that's that's really, to me, just speaks volumes to how competitive they are with him at quarterback
0: and the fact that they you know they trade away Tyreek Hill and they went back to back super bowls still
1: yeah that's crazy and it's not only like they traded away Tyreek Hill and then it turned out he was washed up and it was smart to move on from him he has yeah. the most he has the most yards um of any receiver over the last 2 years in the league um and is up there in catches and touchdowns also uh, he might have more yards than any player i, I can't think of a running back that would have more yards than him over the last two years. Maybe total yards from scrimmage, but, um, you know, rushing yards anyway. So, yeah, amazing. They, they traded Tyreek and won two Super Bowls.
0: That trade actually helped them, like, reload their roster as well.
1: Yeah, they, they, they got rid of salary when they did that. They couldn't really afford – I think they realized they couldn't afford to pay Mahomes, Tyreek, Kelsey, Chris Jones – you know, kind of their their four most expensive. That's probably their four most expensive players. They might have a a tackle making a lot of money also. Um, yeah. And Tyreek was the one that they determined was going to, you know, sort of cost them the most, and that they could more easily replace. And they haven't replaced him. They're, they're bad at receiver. You know, for the last two years, they've had a below average wide receiver group. I mean, it's better than like the Giants, but. It's nowhere near all the other teams or most of the other teams that they're competing against in these postseason games. I mean, look at the Niners. You know, they have Ayuk, Debo, and Jennings. Um yeah. I'll take that group over Kansas City's group. Um, all right. So let's let's talk about some uh more fun topics just about the game and the production and um you know the Super Bowls become like um, another holiday in this country. And and like we said, it was the most watched Super Bowl. You know, probably half of half of the people in this country watched it or something crazy like that. Um, who did you watch the game with? And and more importantly, what did you eat?
0: Yes, sir. We get to talk a little bit about food. my Probably my favorite topic, Dave. Uh, so the season has been a little different for me. And I actually watched every Cowboys game. And most of the playoff games with my mom at her place, and, and that's where I ended up watching the Super Bowl as well. It was my mom, her friend Winston, and me, and we just kept it kind of simple. We had chips, dips, pizza, and wings, and cookies. Nothing too crazy. How about you?
1: Yeah, so uh, I was up in Vermont. We have a, a house up there, and we had friends up for the weekend, and and four of them stayed for Sunday night. So it was my wife and I plus four friends plus our dog. Um, and we had like, uh, we had kind of a weird mix. Well, not a weird mix. We had wings. Um, we had, you know, chips and dips, guacamole, hummus, and, uh, like an Mm. onion dip. And we had, um, we had like some leftover pulled pork and sesame noodles from the night before. Um, we had a bunch of cookies. Uh, we had some, a dessert, a bread pudding my wife had made. We had a lot of food. Um, and it was just kind of out, out the whole game um yeah and uh, yeah yeah just kind of leave it all out and uh keep keep kind of at the game's at a weird time like you know you start eating at six at six when the pregame comes on or whatever and uh then right put sort of on all night you never really eat a proper dinner you just kind of like keep going back for like Grazed. two in one of these and um but yeah it was fun it's fun i like I like watching the game with it. I, I really like to watch the game and listen to the announcers. And sometimes that's uh, um, <laughs> butterscotch is uh, <laughs> writing some funny stuff in the chat there. Um, but uh, it's not an estate; it's just a house. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I I don't like to watch the like something like the Super Bowl with like thirty people around because then you can't hear really what the announcers are saying and you miss stuff. Um, but uh, watching with like a handful of people is perfect for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree especially, if,
1: especially if a few of them really know football. Like I like to yeah. be able to talk like you and I are talking on this podcast, like when Shanahan made the decision to, you know, to to get the ball in overtime. Like I like to be able to turn to someone and say, what is he doing? And then like oh, yeah. analyze it with them. I don't do that a lot during the game. I mostly just watch the game. Um, you'd be surprised to hear that because of how much I talk on this show. But <laughs> um, but anyway, it was fun. We had a, we had a good time. So, uh, what did you think of the halftime show? You know, I thought it was great. I've been an usher fan
0: for a long time, so he sang a lot of songs that I remembered, and I always appreciate that when when you know I'm seeing. Uh, the performer at the halftime show, how about you?
1: Well, I missed about half of it because, um, you know, the Super Bowl's like was over four hours long and the dogs got to get outside, so I had to walk the dog, um, at halftime and I missed part of it. Um, when I came back in, Alicia Keys was on stage with him, it looked like a good halftime show, you know, it's it's um. I guess it's weird that they have had him come back because he's done it before. And I always thought they'd just try to get, you know, new artists and more artists. But the people I was with said it was a good show. I just missed, you know, I don't, I don't always go for the halftime show. Um, it's like a little much, but uh, I want to get back to the football and it takes, takes forever. Um, yeah. Did you... Uh, Speaking of, you know, sort of things that people watch the Super Bowl for that you normally wouldn't really care about, like the halftime show, did you have a favorite commercial or two?
0: Oh, man. Uh, State Farm with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito was easily my favorite. I liked the Dunkin' Donuts with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in that group. I also liked um, the commercial with uh, Michael Cera. He was like trying to
1: pitch uh like pharmacy, yeah, that was like for
0: sort the of pharmaceutical. I thought that was really funny. I like that actor a lot. What about you?
1: Yeah, I like the Michael Cera one too. I I like the um I liked all the ones you said. Um there was a commercial with uh what's making you laugh? Oh. <laughs> I have a golden doodle butterscotch. Um I'll bring her on the show uh one of these weeks. Oh, please do. Um, yeah. There was a there was a BMW commercial with Christopher Walken where oh, everyone so in the good. commercial was was imitating him and um, yeah. Sometimes with my sons we we do Christopher Walken impressions about like really stupid things. There was this one thing, might have been on SNL when he was on SNL and someone was doing an impression and saying the the, the name of the band Foo Fighters and they were like the Foo Fighters. Uh, in that Christopher Walken voice. So that voice always cracks me up. So that was my favorite favorite commercial. Um, Move on to the announcers. Uh, I know you got a soft spot for Tony Romo, but um, what did you think about Romo and Nance? Do you think they had a good game? You know, oddly
0: enough, Dave, I didn't think they were good or bad. I, I was talking with my mom and her friend a lot and with a buddy of mine via text for most of the game. So I didn't notice the commentary too much people have started to turn on romo and i don't i don't really know why
1: yeah i know um i've heard a lot of criticism of him i thought he had a pretty good game and i thought he had a couple of those moments where um he sort of you know was all over what was happening like there was there was one play where the where the niners had mccaffrey out wide and like had one-on-one coverage with maybe a linebacker and then Purdy called timeout, and Romo's like, "Why would you call timeout there? Like you got the, you got the matchup, the mismatch you wanted." And yeah, you know, I thought he had, I thought he had some good insights like that. My one, and I'm like you, I was talking to people, so I didn't really hear everything they were saying. Um, the one thing that bothered me is they made almost when when sh- when the overtime started, they made almost no, they had almost no analysis of do you want the ball first or second. Which, right. as we know from earlier in this show, is like a major uh, a major issue for me that, that Shanahan made that decision. And they just didn't analyze it. And to me, that's like they really should have been talking about that and whether it was the right decision and why and what are the pros and cons. And then they also didn't explain the overtime rule. Like, if you remember at the end of that overtime, like the time was running down and the Chiefs weren't calling time out. And... I, you know a lot of people including the people i was with were like they're going to run out of time they're going to lose and then at the last second with like 30 seconds left one of the announcers said oh by the way if if it's the team that went second and time runs out they just just it's like the end of the first quarter and you just pick up where they were and i feel like nobody knew that cuz these are new rules um mm-hmm. and it would have been nice if they kind of did a better job of analyzing all of the overtime kind of decisions that were made and, and explain the rules a little better. Other than that, you know, I think they are, you know, they're a reliable announcing team. I still like Romo. I know a lot of people have gotten tired of him. Um, the same thing happened with Tim McCarver in baseball. Like he was this great announcer and then people thought he talked too much. And um, so I don't know. Uh now I have think Greg ask.
0: Olson's everybody's new favorite guy now. Yeah, you know, but like... he's
1: he, but he's getting replaced on their number one team by Brady next year, which I think is unfair. I, I think Olson's really good. As,
0: likewise, I like him a lot. I,
1: I like. Uh,
0: I've been surprised at how how good he's been at his uh, uh, you know making that transition.
1: Yeah, same, same. All right, so now the most important question of them all. Um, <laughs> we've avoided this for an hour. We haven't even said her name. Um, did they you know, they showed Taylor Swift, you know, obviously people were keeping track um, 54 seconds of airtime on a broadcast that went more than four hours in a game that went overtime. The the over on her being shown hit. That was five point five. They probably showed her close to 10 times. Um, what did you think? Was it too much of her or did it not bother you?
0: No, I wasn't bothered bothered by it at all. Earlier in the year, I felt like they really made a point to show her, and I thought, you know, that was kind of annoying. But throughout the playoffs, I think they did they, they did a great job of not forcing the camera her way. What What about you?
1: Yeah, I you know I I kind of liked it because I sort of felt like it was just a fan's reaction, you know, like when mm-hmm. big things happen, and it wasn't just her. It would yeah. be like her and 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 Donna Kelsey or her and Brittany Mahomes. You know, it wasn't. Um one time it was Blake Lively who was with her. Um, So, you know, it it didn't bother me. I mean, if it's one minute out of four hours, I can live with it. Um, Exactly. And, you know, it's funny, but remember when she first started showing up at their games, they lost a couple games. You know, they had that bad, like Broncos game, the bad Raiders game. People thought she was a bad luck charm. Um, Obviously, if you believe in that kind of thing, she was not a bad luck charm. And that was the name of our show last week to Taylor Swift. Good luck charm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now we won't see her um at football games for a while. So um I think it ended up being, you know, kind of a a little bit of a distraction. But obviously the Chiefs, it wasn't a distraction for them because they uh figured out a way to um to win the Super Bowl. So, so looking ahead, um and we'll just spend a couple minutes uh just talking about each of these teams and where they go from here. So the Chiefs, you know, it just keeps rolling. Um, like you said, Tyreek Hill leaves, they win two Super Bowls. Um, it seems to me that sort of the core and the key is is Reed and Mahomes. Maybe now Spagnola a little, although Eric Bieniemy left and you know, they didn't miss a beat. Well, their offense was yeah. good, but they, they won the Super Bowl. Kelsey's going to be 35. They definitely need to do something about that receiver core. Maybe they'll have interest in a high-profile free agent like T. Higgins or or someone else. Um, but, you know, they've shown, like we've been talking about, that that they can move on from, from certain players and still keep winning with what they've got going there. Yeah. Um, is there you know the defense, like I said, is the youngest in the NFL and, and is very good. Is there any reason right now to think that this team won't be in the Super Bowl next year?
0: Uh, I mean, you know, you know, and it's annoying because we know that KC is going to draft well and they will surely put some more weapons around Mahomes. Like you said, they could be in the market for T. Higgins. I just I don't see anybody in the AFC that is on their level. I mean, of course, Baltimore looked pretty good this year, but there's only one Mahomes and we we know what he's going to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to pick against it. They've, they've gotten to the AFC title game six years in a row and won four of them. Um, So, you know, it, it, they've got that, they've got that star player. They've got the winning coach and uh, the AFC is tough. I mean, you know, this year not as much cuz Burrow got hurt and Herbert got hurt um you know we'll see how the Chargers are i mean the, the the Chiefs could get a very big challenge in their own division with with Harbaugh going there um and and a yeah. healthy Herbert they need to remake their lineup their their roster a little bit um but i think it's harder to get out of the AFC but just based on what we've seen the last 6 years there's just no reason to pick against this team
0: yeah, it's, it's – I should be annoyed by it. I mean, I, you know, of course I don't want to see the Chiefs win every year, but at the same time it's like being able to see Mahomes, you know, from the beginning of his career and only – we're only eight years in and what he's been able to do. I'm excited to see how his career will end.
1: Sorry you caught me with a mouthful of soda. but No, so no
0: worries, no worries, Dan. If I, um, uh, you know, kind of going back to Kyle Shanahan, it, it's hard to come back from a loss like this one. And the Shanahan doubt are out in full, full force once again. Purdy is, is pretty cheap for a while on that rookie deal, but this is a veteran team that has has some big stars who are aging and make a lot of money. The 49ers now have the shortest sauce to win the Super Bowl next season, even shorter than KC. Should they be the favorite, or do you see problems ahead for San Francisco?
1: You know, I don't think they should have the shortest odds to win. I think the Chiefs should just because of what we've seen. You know, they've won the last two Super Bowls. Why wouldn't they have the shortest odds? It's not like they're – other than Travis Kelsey, it's not like they've got guys who are maybe going to start getting too old. Um, and they and I don't think they are in salary cap hell. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, for the Niners – um, one thing that happened for them this year, and it was kind of going into the season, I think a lot of people looked at that team and said, well, if all of McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle can stay healthy and play, you know, 15 to to 17 games, this is the best team in the NFC because those four weapons are just ridiculous. And especially with. The, you know, the Shanahan scheme that they run and the way they get the ball to to guys in space and find mismatches and, you know, um and that happened this year. Those guys all stayed healthy for the most part um and they still didn't win the Super Bowl. And I don't know if you can count on that happening again because um, all of them have been injury prone. I guess Iuk really hasn't been um, yeah. the other three have all missed, you know significant portions of seasons um at different times in their career um and i i do think this is a tough loss to come back from you know you look at like the falcons after that year um the niners after the year they lost to the chiefs in, in the super bowl the first time um yeah i i don't know i i think uh you know, if, if I was picking right now, I, I don't know that I'd pick the Niners as even my top team in the NFC, much less to win the Super Bowl. What do you think? How do you handicap them right now?
0: No, I mean I think injuries really is the only way to handicap this team. I wouldn't count out the 49ers. I think they'll figure it out. And I think they'll be a, a top three team again
1: next year. Okay. Um, so a a fantasy bonus question, because this is the not the ATB fantasy show, and we've mentioned fantasy <laughs> football to, a few times, but but haven't talked about it. You know, Christian McCaffrey led the NFL in touchdowns this year. He was the number one scoring, you know, non-QB in fantasy. He was kind of like, you know, a throwback to his couple years, uh, those those couple years in Carolina where he didn't get hurt, and he was clearly the number one running back Um you know, still has that elite passing game usage um, and, and averages a little better than a touchdown a game, which, you know, you can't get any better than that. Actually, this year he averaged almost a touchdown and a half per game or close to it when you throw in the postseason. Um, he's going to be 28 when next season starts, and that's usually when we've seen elite running backs um, really start to slow down. Um, but he showed no signs of slowing down this year or in the playoffs. So I don't yeah. think we should expect that, at least not right away. Um, in, in redraft leagues, do you think he's back to being what he was three years ago, like the clear number one pick? In, in recent years, people have you know kind of started saying, well, take a receiver number one because they get hurt less and there are some receivers that put up ridiculous – numbers every year um what do you think is McCaffrey back to the number one consensus number one pick in fantasy
0: yeah so I've done a couple of best ball drafts on uh, underdog and I've seen people take my uh take excuse me take McCaffrey one one and redraft I think a case can be made it's you know it's either McCaffrey or Justin Jefferson but if you want to play it safe you can go Justin Jefferson if you're looking for that upside play I think it's McCaffrey but you won't get an argument from me about him being a number
1: one overall pick could you see a case being made for CD Lamb as the number 1 overall pick off what mm. the second half of the season? I mean, I think I think he ended the year he and Tyreek were like almost tied in average points per game. I think Tyreek was a little bit ahead of him.
0: I mean, I don't know because that that top 3 trio of receivers are really top 4 with CD because you've got Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek and then CD. I mean, you know, I guess if you can make an argument for Christian McCaffrey, you could probably make one for CD Lamb. But I think the consensus one-one picks are either Justin Jefferson or or McCaffrey. It, it'd be interesting to see somebody take Lamb one-one. I think I've seen actually might have seen somebody do that on an underdog team, but maybe that was just to be more unique. It would have to be someone
1: in your area code, probably. <laughs> more oh. than likely. But you know, it's it's sort of it's interesting because we don't even know who Justin Jefferson's quarterback is going to be. Um, That's true. You know, and if it's like Jaron Hall, I'm not taking him at the one one. Oh, I mean, there's Lord. no way the Vikings are doing that. Yeah, no way. But it's it's just funny to think about because those other guys, at least, we know who their quarterbacks are. Right. Um, they're all quarterbacks that you know can really support. I mean, Tua ma- Tua has. There are certain issues with Tua, but we've seen over the last two years that he can support Tyreek Hill. Um, But, you know, I, I, I I mentioned CD again, because, um, and Butterscotch is, is um, making some comments about him just because of, of down the stretch. I think CD was kind of like the number one position player in fantasy over probably the last six or seven weeks of the season. They just, he and Dak got on that run and uh yeah. he finally sort of emerged as like a clear go-to, you know, um, you know, getting the kind of target volume that, you know, if you're gonna think about someone as as the one one or the one two or the one three, and it's a receiver, yeah. you know, you want it to be someone who's getting the kind of volume that Jefferson, Tyreek and Jamar Chase, when healthy, have have gotten over the last couple of seasons when they're in the lineup. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Those guys have all gotten hurt in the last, you know, missed missed games here and there. I mean, Jefferson's gotten hurt each of the last two seasons. So has Chase for parts of the season. But we're talking about how, yeah, take a receiver first because they get hurt less. So Yeah, that's true. You know. I think they suffered fewer, maybe fewer injuries like the Nick Chubb injury, you know, mm. uh, but they all get hurt. All right, Paul, well, we're we're a little past an hour here and we should probably uh, start to wrap up. We always like to end the show with a bold call. And since, you know, we got no game to talk about now, um, no game to preview. So don't remind we me do our bold call. Twenty twenty five Super Bowl matchup. What's your twenty twenty five Super Bowl matchup?
0: it's uh the kansas city chiefs and who cares no i'm i'm kidding i'll be bold and i'll say the kansas city chiefs and the detroit lions
1: we did it again paul oh wow so those are the two i wrote down but um i, I kind of there was a part of me that wanted to that wanted to like go um you know, like go, go with the Packers. Um, but I, I, I don't don't, That'd have been a fun pick. I, I think the lions are better than them and start the season as clearly better than them. Um, and the chiefs will have to go through that same gamut of AFC powers, but they've just shown they can do it. So, uh, obviously doing this now before the draft before free agency is just sort of for fun because, you know, we don't really know what all these teams will look like. Um, but, again, until someone knocks the Chiefs off the pedestal, I'll pick them for now because um, right. we know their, their team may change a little, but we know what isn't changing, which is their quarterback, their coach, and yeah. and their tight end. Um, and a lot of that young defense will be back. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Dave, I enjoyed tonight's discussion, man. It was uh,
0: nice, to, nice to recap the Super Bowl. It's unfortunate. It's bittersweet knowing that we don't have any more games to talk
1: about. Yeah.
0: Well, before we get you out of here, remind me where they can find you on not Twitter, Dave.
1: Yep if you if you want to if you want to find me on Twitter and see all my arguments with people about whether Kyle Shanahan should have should have kicked or not, actually, I would avoid that. I said everything that there is to say about this, um, and uh, and I still think he made a mistake. But there are people who think he did the right thing, so I don't know that it's as cut and dried as I think it is. Yeah. Um, it seems like most people think that the right thing to do is is to go second. But anyway, you can find me on X arguing with people at Pigskin Papers. Um, and my website is thepigskinpapers.com. And, Paul, um, it's really been fun doing this show all season. We'll, Paul and I will figure out what kind of content we're going to have in the off season. So keep an eye on our both of our Twitter spaces because we'll talk about that. Um, but, Paul, you know some of your off-season content already because it's Cowboys content. So remind people where they can find you and, and what the Cowboy content is going to be in the coming weeks and months.
0: Yes, guys, uh, as we're transitioning to the off-season, the Cowboys podcast will be have a lot of guest-focused content. So be on the lookout for that. And we will start doing mock drafts and building the Cowboys, one of my personal favorite series. The offseason is a lot of fun if you're a Cowboys fan with – With my personal show, you know, I I don't really say that just because it's my show. I really do think with the guests that we bring on the content that we have that, you know, it's it's a good listen. It keeps you entertained, keeps you informed. And you can find me on not Twitter, aka X at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us and we will see you guys next week.